that word joys is very important there. I realize so many times in my life that it's the it's the the anticipation mm-hmm. of being virtuous is where the virtues seem dreary. That mm-hmm. seem they seem like a drudgery. Right. Because you're not virtuous yet. Exactly. <laughs> and the more you practice it, the more you do realize it's a joy. Well, hello and welcome back to Deep in Christ. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi, here at the Coming Home Network International, sharing with you another conversation about our daily task of growing in imitation of and relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you again for being with me here at the Coming Home Network studios for this conversation. And thank you, Seth, for joining me for this episode. You're welcome, brother. Thank you. I figured we would get together today. We haven't talked for a while on Mm -hmm. here, so that was one reason. But number two... Uh, I wanted to do a little follow-up conversation on the conversations I've had the last couple of weeks, yeah. sharing those conversations that I had with Jacob Imam, um, actually here alone in the studio when you were out of town yes. and why I set you, up. You, with, you did a good job. much fear and trembling, I set up, you know, and put all the buttons and it, it turned out. It turned out well. So but now that you're back in town, I wanted to sort of process that conversation I'd had a little bit. Yeah. Particularly, um, you know, we've been talking about virtues for a long time here mm-hmm. Deep in Christ, and we had a good sort of refresher kind of perspective from Jacob. And then we touched a little bit on what he and Mark Barnes and the others at New Polity have been working on, which is, you know, sort of reviving, rediscovering uh, Aquinas uh, and the, you know, the, the tradition of the church, the virtues in relation to money. Yeah. And we um, actually, a couple of our trips uh, in the past few months, we were listening to their podcast yeah. and we had a lot of great conversations about this stuff. And so, yeah. I, I've listened to those podcasts by myself I've listened to them with my wife, and we've listened to them together. And so going through that, not just listening to them, but also processing them, we've done a lot of good uh, kind of processing and thinking about, well, what does this mean in our lives? Right, yeah. So I wanted to just take take a moment today to go back through some of the stuff Jacob and I talked about real quickly. We kind of mm-hmm. just did a, just the quickest, dirtiest uh, run through the virtues in w- relation to money. I wanted us to w- work through those again. Uh, and obviously there's going to be some different emphases because there are aspects of that that we particularly you know, are drawn to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess one of the, what I wanted to say first too is that that's, that's part of the value of this conversation about virtue. Mm-hmm. You know, Jacob and, I talked about, Jacob and I talked about how we, we can talk about being called to holiness. What that means is putting on Christ putting on his qualities, yeah. his words, his patterns. And that's what the virtues are about. And so there's a t- kind of a twofold value in looking at the virtues with relation to money. One is that you are taking this this notion of virtue, this notion of, of growing in, in, in habit and freedom in Christ, you know, by his grace. You're imitating him, and that brings us greater freedom and creativity mm-hmm. um, and opportunity because you, you see all aspects of your life as this opportunity. Yeah. And so there's this there's this specific value here in applying it to this area that all of us need work on. Yeah. But it also, by applying it specifically to an area of life, mm-hmm. in this case, um, different virtues in relation to money, it gives us insight, greater insight into virtue in general, so that we're able to step back and, th- and think on our own a bit more organically, okay, what are the other aspects of my life? Maybe I haven't read or learned the virtues yet, but I can kind of see where this is going. Yeah. You know, I can make a similar application to, you know, my time and my relationships, my work. I can think through those, again, those primordial virtues, the human virtues, 
of prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance, and the theological virtues, mm-hmm. I can I can begin to apply those in different areas, and in my own way, sort of creatively figure out what are ways, what are opportunities I'm missing here to grow. Right. So that's what we want to work yeah. on. Today. Well, and before we get into the details, I, I, one of the things that came to my mind thinking about this uh, this program is uh, one of the things that my wife and I have talked about, and I think she might have mentioned it in her Journey Home program mm. uh, as converts, that uh, as an e- as evangelicals or as Protestants, faith much of the time is very cerebral, mm. very much things that you think about, and uh, and it's not it's not really practical as far as what you do for salvation. You know, you, mm. you pray the prayer of salvation, and then you're just saved and you think about God from then on. Yeah. But when when we became Catholic, it became much more, um, I don't know, the, the word I think of is gritty. Mm-hmm. You think about, and now, you know, now that we're learning about the virtues more, there are things that you do every day, not just to be a better person, mm-hmm. but to affect your salvation. Mm-hmm. And growing in the virtues is not just being a better person. It's being more Christ-like, mm-hmm. and that in itself is part of salvation. And so the, the day-to-day growing in holiness is so much more important to me now that I'm a Catholic. Yeah. yeah. And especially thinking about everything that we've learned from listening to the, the Good Money podcast, mm. where it comes to money. Yeah. You know, money is something that we all need work in, mm-hmm. um, especially here in, in America. Uh, and... I think that there are so many lessons that we've learned that I'm still processing. How do I apply that to my life? Yeah, I'm right with you on, on the, the the difference that kind of the virtue stuff makes in your life. You know, I think one thing that, that Jacob and I talked about last time was, you know, sometimes again we can ha- we can have the faith in theory, and uh, the kind of instinctive way we translate that, you know, into what this what this might look like for our lives sometimes comes to us in the form of you know, a lot of sort of dreary, dreary obligations. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is going to mean like life is just going to be really hard and boring and I have to give up all the fun things and everything. Yeah. Right. But I think the virtues help us to connect the theoretical and the practical because mm-hmm. it's, it's talking about actual patterns of living, but it's also making the connection between the external and the internal because yeah. a virtue has to proceed from my heart. Like it's, it's not a virtue if it's merely external. Right. And I think what that, what that gives us the opportunity to do well, I already threw it, threw the word out there. It, it helps us to see the opportunities in our mm-hmm. lives. You know, all those things, all the aspects of day to day life, the things we do every day, the things we deal with every day in terms of money. Yeah, that it's not just that. Oh, you know, God's coming in and giving us a lot of boring or or dreary or or challenging. It, it's that He's helping us to see these are all opportunities right. for you to to imitate Christ for you to be transformed into Christ, into, mm-hmm. you know, into the saint that he's calling you to be. And that, again, it's not just doing hard things. It's not even just doing the hard things for a long time. It's actually becoming the kind of a person mm-hmm. for whom those good things become your your very joy. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think yeah, that word joy is, is very important there. I realize so many times in my life that it's the, it's the, the anticipation mm-hmm. of being virtuous is where the virtues seem dreary. That mm-hmm. seem, they seem like a drudgery. Right. Because you're not virtuous yet. Exactly. <laughs> and the more you practice it, the more you do realize it's a joy. Yeah. And the more you anticipate when you can be virtuous again, right. especially when it comes to uh, serving others. Yeah. Whenever you're serving someone else, 
that's you find that joy of mm-hmm. being able to to give some of yourself to that person. Right. Yeah, it's an opportunity for a greater trust in Christ. Not just I'm going to obey what you're telling me to do, but I'm also going to trust you when you tell me that that I'm going to be transformed through this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to become more like you. So that not just that I do the things externally that you do, but I have your heart. So that those things yeah. too, I, I'm able to to joy in those the way that God does. Yeah. You know? So, okay. So let's turn to some of these for for a moment. You know, we again, I said Jacob and I ran through these real quick because man, I had a, a whole bunch of things I want to talk to him about, and so we we just did the the Reader's Digest, and this will only be a slightly slightly more deeper Reader's Digest article on the topic. Well, we, we could go for days and days and days to get obviously to the, yeah thorough depth that we should. Yeah, I love the, the, the thing he mentioned at one point, that Aquinas, people are familiar with Aquinas's you know, five proofs for the mm-hmm. existence of God, which are all contained in like one article of yeah. the Summa. But he has a thousand articles on the virtues. Yeah. You know, like this was, this was an, an, it was important to Aquinas, it was important to Christians throughout the ages. It's sort of fallen out of our scope and i think right. it's important to bring it back so so the first one uh, that jacob mentioned and again it, it comes up a lot in, in their work over there which we encourage you to check out uh, go to newpolity.com and check out their their podcast there's a, there was a series on that podcast called good money which is kind of what sparked this conversation so the first one was beneficence mm-hmm. and aquinas um will will connect beneficence to the theological virtue of charity it's a mm-hmm. it's an acting out of our christian charity um but one of the and basically what it just means is to do good. Mm-hmm. And that sounds really boring and unhelpful and unconstructive. Okay. But what what's going on here, I find this virtue really helpful to think about because it, it sort of helps us get our mind around the difference that virtue in general makes, this this mm-hmm. notion, this concept. Because as Christians, we are called as disciples of Christ, he tells us that you're to bear good fruit. Mm-hmm. That's part of being a disciple. It's not yeah. just believing good things. It's not just like having a lot of good intentions. It's that, okay, but are you bearing fruit? Mm-hmm. You know, did when you saw, again, Christ and the least of his brethren thirsty or hungry or, you know, in need of comforting, et cetera, did you, do, did you bear Christian fruit in your life? Mm-hmm. And so with regards to money, beneficence, it's, it's helping us recognize that there's no neutral area of life. Right. You know, money, not the least of which, that in that area of life, if it's part of our life, it's been given to us and it is to bear fruit. Now, mm-hmm. again, the great thing about the virtues too is they don't, they're not going to necessarily get down to, the, to the, the fine level of, okay, I know what Seth needs to do in Seth's life in terms of his money. I need mm-hmm. what you, you need to buy. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to say, no, no, but and God's going to send me the shopping Yeah, I'm going to send you the list. Yeah. <laughs> but that, but. You are, again, in your walk with God, you are to bear fruit mm-hmm. in your life. You are to do good in that area of your life. And so, again, it's, it's, it's a challenging thing because we all, it, it turns us back around to say, okay, in this area of our life, are we beneficent? Mm-hmm. Do we bear fruit uh, in this area of our life? Yeah. That idea of no neutral territory in yeah. our lives, yeah. um, it's so easy for us to spend our money on things that we enjoy right. and not and enjoying things is not a bad thing yeah. but that idea of no neutral tele- no neutral territory i really need to take more to heart mm. when i am spending money on something that i don't need mm. i need to think is this something that is building up my life mm. building up my walk with god mm-hmm. is this something that i'm using to bless others with mm-hmm. is this something that i'm using to 
build up my relationship with my wife, with yeah. my kids, with with my friends, or yeah. is it just something that I'm getting because I want the enjoyment myself? Yeah, and you mentioned some, you know, like it doesn't always look the same. Like mm-hmm. there's there's not something necessarily wrong with okay, I'm going to buy myself a nice cup of coffee today. Yeah, um, you know, I, I feel like in this way, beneficence is somewhat it's connected to prudence in in the way that all the virtues are connected to prudence in terms of virtue in action, mm-hmm. in the sense of we often go through our life and we, we we just naturally fall into these patterns where there's a there's a compartmentalization of our mm-hmm. life over here i'm going to be attentional and, and alert and i'm going to i'm going to be I'm, I'm, yeah i'm going to be very intentional with mm-hmm. the decisions but over here i'm just going to do whatever i feel right and it may be because well you know i'm good over here so this is my area this is my money or this is my free time you know you know or it's like or when i'm on the internet it's my time you know i don't right. have to no but all areas of our life even if the decision on a given day is, okay, I, I'm really mm-hmm. tired. I'm going to give myself an extra nap. Well, deciding for, for my good, my, my spiritual and mental and physical well-being to take a nap is different mm-hmm. than like hitting the snooze button, yeah. and, you know, because you're just being lazy. Like the, the intentionality there yeah. is important. And so with beneficence, you know, it's, it's sort of recognizing that you know, uh, there's no neutral territory in my life. Everything that's given to me is given to me for me, again, in cooperation with God, mm-hmm. to bear fruit, to do good. And so there's no area in my life where I can just sort of be on autopilot. Yeah. And it's not that I should not be on autopilot in the sense of walking around in this dread. It should be, no, there's an opportunity here. Yeah. You know, here I was thinking like, well, maybe I need to go out there and find some mission to know. Yeah. All the stuff in my life is opportunity to say, okay, how can I make more bear more fruit in this area for God. Yeah, and I don't want uh, Jacob to um, cast any sort of curse on me for saying this, but my wife and I have both worked really hard since we've been married on following the wisdom of... um, Oh, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and so, and I I know he's not a big fan of his, but... um, I think well, but, he he mentioned in the last episode that he that you know that's a little tongue in cheek, yeah, because yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah, obviously done yes. so much good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we we have done a really good job at budgeting, mm. and we have a meeting at the beginning of every month where we look at the budget that we made for the previous month yeah. and at the one we have for the upcoming month, and we look at what's the purpose, what do we need to do with all of our money. Yeah. But the one line item that we have in there is for, and it even says on the line in the spreadsheet, blow money. <laughs> and that's the money that each of us get where we don't have to put it on the budget. Right. And even with that money, though, I realize that how easy it is for me to just say, oh, I'm going to save it up and then I'm just going to spend it on all this crazy stuff. <laughs> it might stuff. have to do with the title. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. No. But, but even with that, I realize <laughs> yeah. I need to be mindful of how I'm spending right. this money. Right. Spending it well. Yeah. 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 I was thinking it connects a little bit the conversation Father Peter and I had a few weeks ago in terms of like like free time. Mm-hmm. Like, we, you know, we know that we need time off work, time when we're not active. But sometimes, again, we interpret that instinctively, unconsciously as, oh, now I get to, this is blow time. You know, yes. this is yeah. rather than, no, 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 this should be time to reconnect with God, to really actually rest if, you know, physically we need rest. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we often blow that on things that precisely are the opposite of restful and right. restorative and reconnective. And so. Right, yeah, like you spend hours <laughs> sitting in front of your computer playing some sort of a game oh, and you, you, you go into it <laughs> thinking it's going to be restful and then, you know, three, four hours later you finish, you're like, oh yeah. my goodness, my, my brain is over 
overwhelmed and I'm a little I'm more tired than I was when I started and yeah. I shouldn't have done that. It's it's almost like the uh, the 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 virtual version of eating a huge bag of chips, <laughs> the whole thing. You're like, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And then you finish, you are like, oh, why did I do that? I've made a terrible, <laughs> terrible mistake. Yes. <laughs> uh, a couple of things I wanted to say about uh, beneficence. Um, number one, I think I was actually on one of the, the guys' podcasts over at New Polity that the comment was made, and you know how much I love the virtue of prudence, how much mm-hmm. we've talked about it here on Deep in Christ, you know, um, that prudence, and this is a loose paraphrase of what was said, Prudence is not about, um, it, it's about how, not whether, mm-hmm. to live out the gospel radically. Yeah. You know, sometimes people interp- misinterpret prudence as this question of, okay, whether or not I'm going to be courageous, whether or not I'm going to step out there. Yeah. And as we've talked about here, like, that's not what it is at all. Like what they're thinking of is being timid. Yeah. And not being prudent. That's not what prudence is. Yeah. Prudence is saying, no, no, I am called to be holy, to be a saint, mm-hmm. to do great things for God, to, to be all in with God, to rest fully on his grace, but to accept that that's a, a calling to do great things. The question is how, how best to do that. Yeah. So it's not whether, yeah. it's how. Well, and, and one portion of it is being calculating. And when people hear calculating, they think of the, the person, just, oh, I'm just going to think with everything. And, mm-hmm. uh, and someone, like you said, is not courageous. Mm-hmm someone is courageous is just someone that just steps out and does something right but that's not that's not prudent it's not wise right to, to step out and do something without thinking about yeah. it yeah yeah again it you're called to be courageous yeah the prudence is, is aiming that yeah. aiming that canon of courage towards the proper yeah. object and so the connection here again i the the, the reason i was thinking about this specifically is because you know we have in the gospel this image of the rich young ruler mm-hmm. who comes to to Christ, and he says, like, you know, I've been living a pretty good life, fulfilled all the, all the commandments and everything, and then Christ, of course, looks at him and loves him and says, now sell all you have and follow me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he's, you know, devastated or, or at least, you know, confused by that or not sure what to, he can't quite bring himself to do it. Yeah. But what's funny about that verse is that we read it and we often rule ourselves out of that verse, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not in that position we can't imagine that verse applying literally to us mm-hmm. you know because i'm a father and a husband and i can't actually sell everything i have and go follow jesus because mm-hmm. jesus has also given me uh, a wife and children and mm-hmm. and now you know relatives that i were taking care of you know, like we I, I the stuff that i have is for mm-hmm. them yeah but that doesn't but so again sometimes we read ourselves out of that verse because we can't see it applying mm-hmm. and the, the point here is no even if it's not practically applicable that we would sell all that we have and mm-hmm. get rid of all of our money. Yeah. The point is, the prudence is not about whether, it's about how. In our case, all my money is God's. Yeah. And it's only a question of how can I most creatively and you know magnanimously spend it to do the good that he's called me yeah, to. Yeah, it, it makes me think of that, the passage, I think it's in John right towards the end, where, um, where Peter is talking to Jesus mm-hmm. and... Uh, and Jesus is telling him how he's going to die. Mm-hmm. And Peter points back and he looks at John. He's like, well, what about him? <laughs> and Jesus is like, doesn't matter if he, you know, it doesn't matter if he stays alive until I come again. You follow me. And that that f- is the key phrase in both of those stories, both of those passages. Jesus looks at the person mm-hmm. and says, you, you follow. follow me. Right. Don't worry about anyone else. 
don't worry about how this plays out in other people's lives. Right. You follow me. And so we need to think yeah. in, in whatever we're doing, is this helping me follow him? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so good. And that's again, another application of virtue here is that helping us all to recognize that like we have a duty. It's never as simple as, as following external commands. You know, the mm -hmm. law is now in here, the law of imitating Christ. And each of us has to courageously and creatively, you know, discern in our lives how to how to bring it that about in this you know in this way it's going to look a little different from everybody else every mm -hmm. saint is so unique yeah you know because they were they were radically committed to christ radically committed to living out the gospel um but then that's going to look it's going to be a, a unique masterpiece in each of those cases yeah yeah they were each able to follow jesus with their whole life right and because everyone's life is different that saintliness looks different yeah yeah, yeah. So one of the things I wanted to bring up here, uh, again, we learned a lot of great stuff from the New Polity guys is something that they mentioned and I was reading today in, in Aquinas. Um, beneficence, the virtues, it's it's helpful to look at their at their opposites, the, the vices that are opposed to them. Mm -hmm. you know, And so the, the vice opposed to beneficence um, is gives us insight into beneficence. So the a vice opposed to it is scandal, mm -hmm. which is interesting. Okay, so what is scandal technically? Scandal as a sin is giving another person a false image of God, mm -hmm. of the truth of things. And if we think about, you know, that this virtue of beneficence is recognizing we are to bear fruit in our lives as Christians. We're to bear fruit with regards to the money that's been been given to us to steward. Mm -hmm. That by bearing that good fruit, we're we're working with the Father. We're imaging the Father, yeah. and and we're giving other people a proper image of God the Father. That yeah. he's abundant and loving and provident, and that that you know that um, there's not this this scarcity that we all have to be worried about, and we have right. to like I have to take care of, of myself, you know. Right. May may people see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Amen. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That, so that that precisely we see how there is this contrast here between if we forget about this this do that in all areas of our life we're to bear good fruit mm -hmm. and we begin to hold our money close to us. We're taking care of, of ourselves, you know, we're, we're seeing that as our own source of security. It's not just that we're, we're, we're failing to bear good fruit, but we're also giving this image of yeah. scarcity. Yeah, well, and yeah. even to, to step back a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. thinking about, you know, we've had this conversation a lot about the scandal of the division within the church. Yeah. And you think about that, the, the scandal of that, right. to say that when people look at us, as a whole mm -hmm. and see the division that is when they say well it can't be true there it can't really be, really be a god right because if there was you'd be you'd be united you'd yeah. be one yeah once again here that's a, a great example here of how we can look at these virtues in regards to a specific area money but as we do that we get more insight into the virtue itself and we're able to step mm -hmm. back and say okay the the, the vice of scandal like what, where else in my life, in the lives of people around me, where are we, we all are involved in that, in the way that we use, again, our time, mm -hmm. our money, our relationships, our use of technology. Yeah. How are we causing a scandal yeah. to, yeah. And to go And us? to go back to the uh, virtue of prudence, mm -hmm. at any moment we need to look at our lives. Are we causing scandal? Mm -hmm. And we, what we shouldn't do is to say, you know what, I'm, I'm a scandalous person. I guess that's just who I am. I'm a terrible guy. Mm -hmm. it, it's up, you know, there's no hope for me. Right. But to look at that and say, okay, well, what have I been doing mm -hmm. that is creating scandal? 
Yeah. How can I change that so that I can be beneficent in right. whatever I'm doing? Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially where it comes to spending money. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's continue along that path then. Okay, so beneficence is the first one. Uh, liberality, liberali liberalitas. Again, so right off the bat, as we mentioned in that last episode, you know, we're not talking in terms of po these political categories we often mm -hmm. hear or these ideological categories. We're talking about the liberalitas, this quality of soul that's connected to f freedom, you know, this mm -hmm. freedom of soul. In fact, I want to actually, really insightful, this is from Aquinas's one of his many, many articles on virtue. This is from the second part of the second part of the Summa, question 117, article two, and he writes, I answer that according to the philosopher, which is Aristotle, um, it belongs to the liberal man to part with things. Hence, liberality is also called open-handedness, mm -hmm. largitas, because that which is open does not withhold things, but parts of them. The term liberality seems also to allude to this, since when a man quits hold of a thing, he frees it, so to speak, from his keeping and ownership and shows his mind free, of mind to be free of attachment thereto. Now those things which are the subject of man's free handedness towards others are the goods he possesses, which are denoted by the term money. Therefore, the proper matter of liberality is money. Mm -hmm. And I, I have that image yeah. in my mind of someone that, that spends on others liberally. Right. And it's not just that he's giving away all of this stuff, mm -hmm. but there's a joy to it. Right. Yeah, there's a lot in there. And then that particular aspect that he, he showed, it's, it's in, in practicing this virtue, we both show, but we also affect a detachment from money that mm -hmm. it doesn't have hold over us. It doesn't have control yeah. over us because we, we make a habit of knowing that, hey, money is only mine to do good with. Mm -hmm. And if I'm practicing this generosity, this largitas, um, I'm, I'm, I'm reminding myself and also practicing this detachment from the thing so that I, I, I remind, like I'm in God. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not here to create my own security. I'm here to do good. And so I, I need to kind of practice detaching myself from this money and using it for what it's for. Yeah. You know? And the, this idea of, of holding on to your things, but holding on to them lightly. Yes. Not, not grasping. That definitely seems to be part of that image. Yeah. 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 So, you know, as with the other ones, um, it, it's helpful to look at the oppositions. And so the, the vice is opposed to, and I think Jacob and I did talk about this a bit, um, opposed to liberality are on the one hand, greed or covetousness mm -hmm. and then prodigality. So greed mm -hmm. and covetousness, obviously we got this. This is, this is, this is a uh, Dickens, this is Scrooge, you know, mm -hmm. people who are, um, who are holding on to it, trying to accumulate uh, money and power to, to themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then on the other hand is the person who, who spends kind of irrationally, just kind mm -hmm. of just on whatever, really on his whim, on his feelings. And, and in both cases, again, what we see that what, what, what's common to both is that they both aren't recognizing and engaging with what money is and what it's for, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. If we have possessions, if we have stuff, if we have wealth and especially money, which isn't valuable in itself, it's only value yeah. as a placeholder. Then if we're, if we're, if we're either being greedy with it or we're being um, prodigal, mm -hmm. you know, spend thrifty um, in both cases, we're not using money for what it's for yeah. um, in that it's, it is, it's to be used intentionally to do good, to bear fruit, you know, for the mm -hmm. Lord. Um, and it's interesting to see the connection that they're both, there's just two different ways, um, but they're also, they're both opposed to this this freedom of, of spirit with regards yeah. to money. You know, um, it's neither this this anxious spending to try to accumulate pleasure, nor is mm -hmm. it this anxious holding on to to try to 
hold on to security. Yeah. But it's no, this is the Lord's given to me. Yeah. I am to do good with it. And it's from a place of trust that I proceed to to be open handed and generous with the money. Yeah. Yeah. And and a, a couple of examples mm -hmm. that come to my mind. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had on on my show nerding out on my YouTube uh, yeah. my YouTube channel. Uh Todd Engelson, who is the president of Peer Servants. It's mm. an organization, a missionary organization that works with microfinance groups around the world. And um, and so he and I were talking about, you know, what is microfinance? How does it work? Um, but I was a volunteer with this organization for about 10 years. And so I was able to travel around the world. And so in, in visiting a number of these microfinance organizations, seeing the lives and the and the work of a number of entrepreneurs around the world and so right. we were able to share these stories mm -hmm. but it it helped me to realize uh talking to him and all of the travel that i was able to do that that this issue that we're talking about especially with money is mm -hmm. really an american issue you know we are so uh so blessed financially we have abundance of riches in this country and when you have so much it is so easy for you to 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 worry about it and to you know we've talked about this this spending this being um the prodigal mm -hmm. is can be seen as you know the wrong way to go mm -hmm. so what's the opposite well it's to be frugal you right. need to save we've almost made a virtue of that in yeah. our american society that you know spending and hoarding up and you know, putting off the day of disaster by making sure that we've yeah. gotten up. Like that's a, sort of a, a Western, a modern Western yes. virtue, yeah. right? Almost. And, but the problem with both of those is the focus is on the money. Mm. The focus is not on how you're supposed to be treating others. Mm. And uh, the, the virtue of uh, community mm. is so strong in so many parts of the world that we really have lost here in America. And in one story, that it made me think of was that there was a woman that got a loan so she could buy chickens. She wanted to have a, a chicken business where she bought chickens, she raised them, had them lay eggs, and she could sell them. Mm -hmm. And so she went, she got the loan, she bought the chicken, she set up her chicken farm, and the chicken started to lay eggs. And in her joy, with this ability to have this business and to mm -hmm. support her family, she took the first two dozen eggs and she ran and she gave them to her pastor hmm. because she wanted to be able to bless him. Right. Um, there's a, another story that, uh, that Todd shared about a meeting that he went to in, uh, in Nigeria that had a number of entrepreneurs. It's a large meeting where they were talking about the process of getting these loans. Mm -hmm. And so the the administrator, the loan administrator stood up and was telling them all the details about the process of giving the loans, having them repay it back, paying interest. And, you know, the interest on, on these loans is far above what we would pay here mm -hmm. at a bank. Yeah. It's far below what you would pay for uh, a loan shark. Mm -hmm. But they're, I want to say they're around, you know, 20, 25 percent. I mean, mm -hmm. really high. I mean, the loans are short. They're usually over a month to three months. Mm. But the loan administrator stood up and he said, well, we just want to let you know that we want to be able to bless others as well, not just through what we're doing here, but we're going to take 10% of mm 
of the loan interest that we get, mm -hmm. and we're going to use this to support others. Mm. And I remember at one point they were, this was in central Nigeria, and they were using that interest to support missionaries that were going into the north. It was a majority Muslim part of the country. Right. And so one of the entrepreneurs stood up. He said, well, I think that's a great work. Mm. I think you should charge us this much more interest <laughs> because we want to support more missionaries. Mm. And that, and then Todd said when he was telling me the story, you know, he worked in insurance for a number of years. He was an actuary mm. and, you know, he was the one that looked at the risk. He's like, I, he's like, I've never had someone come to me and say, <laughs> your plan is so great. I want you to charge us more. But just the the selflessness of saying I want I want to do more, mm. so charge me more money mm. if that's what it takes. Mm. But the natural inclination of so many people uh, in so many parts of the world, when they start to succeed mm. at business, their first reaction is to say, "What can I do now to help others? How right. can I give more to my church? How can I help my neighbors?" Uh, there is one man in Moldova who started a, a sausage store. Well, he, he, started, he, make, he started making sausages. Which, that sounds really delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and he went through a number of loans and became very successful. Mm -hmm. But then he turned around and he said, well, there are a lot of orphanages around here where the kids don't have enough to eat. So I'm going to give, he gave them sausages. Yes. <laughs> and so. This, That's the most heartwarming that, story that I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I have been, I've been shamed really yeah. in so many of these stories mm -hmm. where why isn't that, that should be my first reaction. Mm -hmm. When I come into some windfall, when I am successful, how can I bless someone else? Yeah. Instead of what, oh wow, I can now afford a new car. Right. Right. Well, and this is, once again, this is the importance of this conversation about virtue because you know, when you encounter people like that, you recognize that this this wasn't an isolated event in this person's life. It's mm -hmm. that now that person, you know, by choice, perhaps also by circumstance, you know, like when you don't have as much, maybe perhaps it uh, it creates a situation where people have to be more more sharing. Mm -hmm. But both by circumstance and by that person's choices, the the place they've been brought up in, they've become habituated yeah. to being generous, to being open handed, to saying, you know what, yeah. you can't. Well, what's the old line? You know, you you can't take it with you. So, what good is it? You know, right. unless you're doing good. Right. And so that it, it just comes more natural. And that's that's what we're we're aiming at in terms of virtue. But recognizing that, like, I guess you know, it's funny you brought up Dave Ramsey earlier. Um, Jacob, you know, joked last time. You know, mm -hmm. it, it is kind of tongue in cheek because obviously, much, much, much they agree with him. You know, the one point that they perhaps take umbrage with is this sort of live like no one else. You can live like no one else. Yeah. If what that translates into is that, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be real kind of careful and stingy now, and then later on I'm gonna be really mm -hmm. generous, and their their point of contention being, you're gonna do then what you do all the way up to that, right. and so if if that that must not translate into, well, I'm I'm not going to be generous for this portion of life, so I can be really generous then. No, mm -hmm. you have to be in in the ways that you can with the means that you have. You have to be practicing gen the virtue of generosity if you want it. If you if you want to grow in that virtue, and so, yeah, sometimes we look at other people's actions and we say, "Well, I can't do that. I can't give yeah. away all that I have and give to the poor. I can't do these big yeah. things." 
So we excuse ourselves all the little ways we could be creatively practicing this generosity. Yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, one of the the one episode that my wife and I, John Mark and I listened to, and I listened to it myself a number of times. Uh-huh. The hardest episode in the whole Good Money series was was the episode on the four hundred one k, and one of the things that they hit on a number of times in that episode, as well as a number of other episodes, is that we live in a in a society now where we have so many systems that are built up so that we only have to think about ourselves. Mm. We don't have to rely on others, and uh, one of the, like you're saying, thinking about um, thinking about people that live in other countries where they don't have access to that much wealth or capital, yeah, or the safety nets. The, yeah, the, the they have to. Of, you have yeah. to rely on your neighbor. You have to rely on your right. family. Yeah, and so you know we've had a number of conversations, and we are trying to have more conversations with our with our men's group, with our families. Yeah, what can we do? to be able to rely on each other mm. more. Yeah. And will will this ever come to the point where we give up our retirement? You know, I don't know. It's possible. But the most important thing in that conversation is what can we do for each other? Mm-hmm. How can we change our own lives so that we can trust you yeah. to help out and you can trust me to help out this community that we're trying to build, that we can trust each other and help each other. Yeah. And then how can that impact our own financial decisions? Yeah, again, this is this is all an, another really important aspect of this to me, that uh, this conversation about the virtues with relation to money has helped me realize that oftentimes our money and our monetary systems, our insurance or things like that, are so many ways of, of masking a what you might call a practical atheism. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not a theoretical, or I don't, I don't, I don't say I believe, uh, I don't believe in God. I don't, I don't hold that when we don't. But do we live like that in mm-hmm. practical ways? In other words, do I really live as if you know what? I, 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 th- I think God will take care of me. I, I think I believe mm-hmm. what Christ tells me in the New Testament. But I gotta be real. I'm not really sure if I do. So I need to make sure I have all this stuff in place, all these yeah. barns. Yeah. full of grain in place to make sure that calamity could never befall me. Yeah. And in and so we have to examine that. Like are we are, do we use these things not merely prudently but as ways to to make up for a lack of faith in God. And again, this doesn't mean that you forsake prudence. Mm-hmm. You still have to be reasonable, but it's to it's to say that, you know, the the highest value in my life can't be my security, yeah. making sure that I'm okay in this life and with generosity and doing good only kind of bringing up the rear. It's got to be no, I need to be boldly trying to do good mm-hmm. and relying more that, you know what, this worldly security is not what my life is about. I, I trust that God will will yeah. bless and take care, you know, in, in the end, um, as I as I trust, as I as I do as I do good, as I as I fulfill my vocation. Yeah, this the story that I like in this uh, in this regard is you know, you can be in a plane with the door open, staying there looking. 12,000 feet down at the ground, you can say, I trust in the parachute that's on my back. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to show your trust in the parachute until you jump out of the plane. Yeah, yeah. So that's the same thing. We can say that we trust God to take care of us. Right. But are we going to make the bold 
decisions mm-hmm. that are really going to put ourselves out there mm-hmm. to say, no, really, God, I trust yeah. that you're calling me to do something. I'm going to do it. I'm going to trust that, that you're going to take care of yeah. me. Yeah, and we can say it, but it's actually doing it is where we actually yeah. discover. You yeah. discover who you are and what you do. You know, a, a tithe is a great example of this. You know, we're mm-hmm. all familiar with the concept. But you know, when you actually have a budget, when when you practice the virtue of being prudent and looking at the real picture, as you as you and Michelle do, um, and then you you look at that budget and you say, okay, well, what would be a tenth of this? Yeah, that we would give to God first, and it's a good exercise to not just consider but actually do because in doing yeah. that you look at the paper and you realize, okay, if I'm looking at this from a worldly perspective, from a human perspective, then this doesn't make sense because yeah. I could do a lot more good with that yeah. uh, that tenth. Yeah. You know, I could I could I could do more good things. I could do more virtuous things. Yeah. But the question is, do I trust in God enough to say, you know what? It's more important that I'm relying on Him. And so, to to be sure that mm-hmm. I'm not harboring some practical atheism, I'm going to start right off the bat. That goes to God first. Yeah. I'm going to do I'm going to do charitable, good, give to the church, yeah. give to the parish, give you know first. Yeah. And then with what's left over, I'm going to trust, Lord, you will help me stretch to make this work for what I need. Yeah, know? so so one of the things that we have <laughs> in our in our budgeting process, but also just in general, you know, how we deal with our money, mm-hmm. is we have, and I highly recommend this if you struggle with tithing, mm-hmm. is do the um, the auto payment. Right. Yeah. It just goes, comes out of your account, <laughs> goes right to the church. Um, so we have, we have the auto payment to our parish yep. that's our tithing. We also have an automatic deduction from our checking that goes into a savings account that's just for forgiving. Mm-hmm. And we had this uh, time a couple of weeks ago where yeah. we looked at that account like, oh my goodness, there's there's a lot of money in there. <laughs> yeah. What can we do? Who right. can we give this to? Right. And that 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 joy, that freedom of like, mm-hmm. you know what? We put this money aside to be generous with it. Who can we give money to? Yeah. You know, we just started a new campaign for. Uh, with Brother Rex right. for the uh, Friends of the Little Portion Hermitage. Yeah. And uh, and so he is still in the process of of looking for a property in Maine mm-hmm. to be able to start a hermitage and eventually, hopefully, build a larger hermitage, have pe- a place for people to come on retreats. Yeah. But he started this, we, we started a new campaign just because of the issues of you know, really, probably real, real, <laughs> the harsh reality, the reality of reality, right? Now. Realty, yes. <laughs> um, so we started the new campaign, and then I looked at the this account, and I said, you know, mm-hmm. we got we got a lot in here. Let's give some yeah. to him. Right. You know, the joy of being able to say, you know what, we here we have put this money aside to be generous. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's give it away. Right. That's great. So that's again liberality, and we, we I started in somewhere in there started using generosity. It, it's it's a pretty interchangeable, I think, with mm-hmm. that that virtue. Um, but again, there's lots of there's lots of things around it. This sort of freedom, this open handedness, this d- this detachment that's affected by it. Um, mm-hmm. There's just a lot there, and so again, we're just scratching the surface on these newpolity.com. They have a great discussion, or you can dig into the Summa if you go to yeah. newadvent.org. Uh, you look at the Summa, the, all the the documents of Aquinas's huge magnum opus, the Summa Theologica, are on there, and it's the second part of the second part um, that actually has all these treatises, all these articles on the virtues. Mm-hmm. But when go just a little bit farther, another virtue that has come up in that conversation is this virtue of magnificence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the it's it's the virtue of the rich person taking, mm-hmm. uh, using a large sum of money to affect a, a very substantial change, you know, building a monastery, building a cathedral, 
you know, if, if helping a, a town or something like that. Um, in none of us are rich, so we can just move on. To this <laughs> well, <laughs> but so if there are any rich people out there, there you go. That's right. You can but, be magnificent. Yeah, and we we can see. I mean, again, there's some great conversations over on New Polity about the history and the thought around this virtue and everything. But I find it really helpful to think about the connection here, the application of the, you know the virtue of courage mm-hmm. to our money, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is basically just a, a following through of that virtue that it, we're supposed to be courageous in all areas of our life. Mm-hmm. And courage, as we discussed, Father Peter and I, involves both an endurance of evil, but also yeah. an attack. Yeah. Getting out there and, and making a change, taking new territory, as our mm-hmm. friend friend Greg likes to say. And so when it comes to money, you know, it's it's precisely what, you know, you, that thought process you had there is that with what I have, because there's there's a relativity to to magnificence, even though we're not rich, we are rich compared to somebody, certainly. Yeah. yeah. So what what God might God call be calling me to do in a bold way, you yeah. know, uh, with my money to do something great, and again that gives us insight into courage, into um, maybe the underlying virtue, magnanimity, which is connected to courage, magnanimity, mm-hmm. this great heartedness. That it's not just that we're called to be courageous in danger; it's that. It's recognizing that as children of God, as disciples, as Christians, we're called to do great things. Mm-hmm. Not just, I mean, we're called to do good, to bear fruit, but that we also need to have this openness and this desire to to live up to the the, the full potential God's given us. Yeah. What's yeah. the great thing He be, could yeah. be calling me to do? Well, and, and thinking back, we were talking about the lives of the saints. Yeah. Every saint is different, and the magnificence that they give with their time, mm-hmm. with their lives is different for each one of them. Right. But each one of them, it's it's great. Yeah. You, you can't look at the life of a saint and look at what they did for God right. and not say that that was magnificent. Yeah. You know what else I want to say about uh, magnificence here too is that um, sometimes but part of what happens when we live the life of virtue, when we imitate Christ, as we talked about at the beginning, is we're being transformed into somebody mm-hmm. different. So from my current vantage point, when I consider making a life change or I consider some great thing that God might be calling me to do, it's not just that those things might look a little difficult and intimidating mm-hmm. because, yeah, I'm not yet virtuous, yeah. you know. And we we don't really, we don't know how it might look when God has worked on us a bit, you yeah. know, when we've given him permission to work on us a bit. But it's also that we don't actually know the possibilities he could open to us yeah. that that might dawn on us from a different vantage point. You yeah. know, our ability to creatively and openly and boldly be open to some great thing that Christ wants to do through us might look very different if we've actually practiced yeah. liberality, if we've actually, yeah. you know, taken to heart beneficence, if we've actually, you know, been practicing these, thinking through these, well, God is working on our heart who knows what we might see when we right. look out on our life? Well, you know, you know that, that's a great lesson of the parable of the talents. Yeah. You know, there was one that was given one talent, one was given five, and one was given ten. Right. The one that was given five and ten, they went out and they produced, they doubled it. They doubled right. what they, they were given. Mm-hmm. They came back and they said, Here, here's what you have. It gave me, here's double. Right. And the one that had one buried it for fear. Mm-hmm. And he came back and he's like, you know, here's your one back. Right. What he says to those two, the one that had five and ten, um, well done, mm-hmm. good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. But it didn't stop there. You were faithful with little. Mm-hmm. I will put you in charge of great. Uh, you, were, you were faithful with little things. I will put you in charge of great things. Right. 
when we're faithful with the little things that we have, when we're generous, when we're, you know, when we're liberal with what we have, mm-hmm. to do things to bless others for, mm-hmm. for God's glory. He's going to take that and then he's going to bless it. He's going to multiply it. But then he's going to give us more responsibility. Right. He's going to say, you've done this. Now I want, I'm calling you to do this. Yeah. And the more we practice listening to God, right. not just doing the things that we're supposed to do, but listening to him, then we can start hearing, okay, you've given me this. I've been responsible with it. Now you're giving me this and you're calling me to greater and greater things. And that's where you have the lives of the saints. And when you start to do that, mm-hmm. it's it's easy. I know I've done this t- at times. You look at the lives of the saints, like I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. nowhere near that. I'm nowhere near what they have done. Mm-hmm. But if I if I start, if I do small things, I can then look back a year or two years and you say, "Wow, look, look at where God has brought me right. in these little things," mm-hmm. and then I can give more over to God. And then I can get to a point where I look back. We can look back and we can see where God has brought us. Mm-hmm. And if we trust God, if we trust that he is really doing something in us, mm-hmm. then we can say, okay, now I'm willing to give you even more and more. Right. And that's where he can bring us to the place where we can be you know, magnificent, where we can become saints. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, a final additional virtue related to money. Again, these are all sort of, more specified applications of the of the more general virtues, the mm-hmm. cardinal virtues, the theological virtues. Mm-hmm. But one, and this was actually you know a little confusing at first, that almsgiving is considered a virtue. Was considered a virtue classically. Um, uh, and as Jacob, I don't know if he mentioned in our episode, but as he talked about over on the the New Polity podcast, that it's it's helpful to see that it's contrasted with envy as the as an opposing vice. Now mm-hmm. envy. Is this the simplest way to put it? Is the sorrow at another's spiritual good? Mm-hmm. You know, so the the envious person looks out another person, their good, their mm-hmm. grace, or their happiness, or their material or spiritual health or wealth, and be sad at that. Mm-hmm. Um, sad that I don't have that. Sad that I'm not them. Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 really it's a vice opposed to charity, mm-hmm. um, almsgiving being an out outpouring of charity. So if we if we then consider almsgiving as sort of this reverse of, of envy, this sadness at another spiritual good, another spiritual good, almsgiving is this it, it, it is addressing an issue of a need in the world. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's who's impoverished or is you know is, is really any of the corporal or spir- spiritual works of mercy, you know, feeding the hungry, mm-hmm. giving drink to the thirsty, all those can be seen as uh, forms of almsgiving. But it's seeing a need. It's, see, it's seeing. Uh, an injustice in the world, or you know, a, a practical evil, uh, a misfortune that the the need of our fellow brother and sister, mm-hmm. and again, counter contrary, the reverse of the envious person who looks at another person's life and is sorrowful at their good, it's taking joy. I'm sorry, sorrowful at their good. It's taking joy at mm-hmm. good. In fact, uniting my good with theirs. Right, and and the joy of of knowing that you were allowing yourself to be used by God. Mm-hmm. To be a good in another person's life, yeah. You know, there's there's the. It feels um, counterintuitive until you do it. Hmm. That I am I'm giving away my own security. Mm-hmm. You know, we we think of money so much as as, as our own security. Mm-hmm. I'm giving away my security to help someone else, mm-hmm. but through my generosity, through 
what I can do to help someone else. Yeah, their life is is improving, and I can have joy in that. Right. I, it, it's yeah. So it's the opposite of the envy. Yeah. It's I can have joy that not only are they doing better. Right. Not only you know in their good. Yeah. But the fact that I can, you know, that God can use me to to be a part of that. It's like this most direct application of of Christ saying, "Hey, don't don't." build up treasure on earth where moth and, mm-hmm. and dust and, and thieves can steal and all that. It's build up treasure in heaven. It's that, no, I can, you know, I'm called to bear fruit with my money. I'm called to be generous. Mm-hmm. Now I see an actual need, an actual pain or misfortune. I, I want to I invest in both this this person's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. their their salvation, their yeah. hope, their, their relationship with God and my own mm-hmm. by parting with some of my money. I want yeah. to bind us together you know, in our yeah. brotherhood as children of God, and I wanted to move us both closer to heaven by sharing what God's given me. Yeah, it, it's, it's amazing how many parables of Jesus have to do with with money mm-hmm. and spending. Yeah. You know, it makes me think of the the parable of the man with the barn. Yeah, you know, he had all this stuff, and he's like, "Well, what am I going to do? I'm going to make a bigger <laughs> barn <laughs> just to store it all, so I can have it all." Not you know, the time about the four hundred one k. Yeah. I'm going to build it the biggest barn so I can store all of my grain so I can live off of it for the rest of my life. Right. Where, you know, what should our response be? Mm-hmm. I have all this stuff. How can I be a blessing to others? Yeah. And what does Jesus say? You fool. Yeah. You're going to die tomorrow and all of this is going to go to someone else. Yeah. That, you know, I just, that, that, the end part of that verse precisely, you know, tonight your life is demanded of you or yeah. however the, it's phrased there. Now, that's another problem with this notion of, well, okay, I, yeah, I want to be generous, but wait till I've stored up enough money first, or, you know, someday when I'm, when my boat comes in, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, no, 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 your life may be demanded of you tonight. Yeah. And so the, the only thing that really matters is, you know, how was I virtuous with my money today? How was yeah. I virtuous with my time, with my relationships, with my work today? Yeah. Uh, there's no better time than today than to start yeah. um, practicing those virtues. Yeah. And, and I want it to be clear. Hmm. That with all the great stuff that John Mark and I have said, hmm. we we are not perfect at this. Oh, we, we have we, very far to go. Utterly suck in, I mean, in practicing just, this. I mean, um, hopefully that always goes without saying. I mean, that's, that's that's hopefully that's the disclaimer on the bottom of the screen. You know, these like men we, are terrible. It's great to talk about, but it's <laughs> yeah. this is all of our you know the daily the, you know the what daily. how today can I take another step yeah. in these in these directions? Yeah. Yeah. And. And I have had moments in my life where I have been liberal in my spending and felt that joy. Mm. And still, I can hold back. Right. And still I can say, but what about this? What about that? What about my security? Yeah. And I can, you know, it is that daily choice mm-hmm. to say, God, you know, really, this is not mine. Mm-hmm. Everything that I have is because of you. Yeah. What, what are you calling me to do today? Right. And as always, you know, anytime we talk about the active virtue aspect of the Christian life, you know, that the roots are always, they must be sunk deep in the prayer life. Mm-hmm. You know, that how do we, how do we come to a place in our heart where we can take that risk, where we can yeah. make that, that leap of faith to say, you know what, Lord, I, I'm not going to hold on to my worldly security. I'm going to do good. Uh, and I'm going to make that my first priority because I trust in you. How do we do it? Well, we, we get there by, by rooting our life in prayer first, mm-hmm. that I need that it's my first duty uh, as a Christian to expose myself to the heart of of Jesus Christ, to go mm-hmm. in the presence of God, to read the scriptures, 
to examine my life, to examine my sins and, and ask for forgiveness for them. Um, it's only from that place of, of being in the presence of God, receiving from him, mm-hmm. being um, formed by God. It's only from there that we can then turn back out and say, okay, there's a new step, mm-hmm. a new bit of territory in this area of my life yeah. that God's calling me to take today. Yeah. So, sounds good. Thank you, brother. Thank you. thank you. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Deep in Christ. You know, with my colleague, Seth Payne, you can check out uh, his his work outside the Community Network at... That nerdycatholic.com is the best place. You know, nerding out is the new series I'm working on. It's both on YouTube, but also out as a podcast. Yeah. And he had a good conversation lately about, uh, about peer servants with Todd Engelson. So that, yep. that's cool. Check that out. Uh, once again, the Coming Home Network is this network of people who have come to uh, embrace Catholicism, Christians from all backgrounds who have who have uh, come home to the Catholic Church, home as they as they see it. You may not see it that way, but if you're asking questions, if you're considering becoming Catholic, this is your network. So visit www.chnetwork.org. A lot of resources and videos and articles there for you. Uh, but also our, our online community at community.chnetwork.org. That's the best place to follow this and other shows that the Coming Home Network puts out, as well as to journey along in this, this daily walk with Christ with a community of Christians like yourself. So check that out. Uh, Once again, I hope you enjoyed this discussion. Hope it was edifying and encouraging to your spiritual life. Stay close to Jesus today, my friends. We'll see you again next week. God bless.